You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. Thank Farrick. I'm Cliff Barnes. What? I'm Seth. <laughs> hey, welcome to episode 251. Hope you enjoyed that special episode we just did in the holiday spirit of things. Hope, hope that went over well. Knocked it out of the park. Boom. <laughs> if you want more silliness like that, let us know. Or if we should never do it again, also <laughs> let us know, please. How you, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Exhausted. It's been a uh, very busy post-holiday event. Lots of work. Which holiday? Thanksgiving. Still, yes, Thanksgiving. Between Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I was talking about. I thought I was talking about episode two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the back side of two fifty here. The right? holiday no, that yeah. is episode two. Yeah, um, we've we've gone way downhill after that. I'm worn out from going to work, dealing with this disease crap, and watching imbeciles on Facebook say that the, it was all fake and they went to the hospital and it wasn't this. And I want to murder them. Well, I don't know about your hospital, but I can confirm the hospital that my son works at has been extremely busy here in town. Yeah, this lady put on the WTAP thing, because uh, they were saying how busy we, we were. And that, and uh, she was like, no, uh, I was there. The hallways were empty. Wasn't people there. It's like, the, the Lady, hallways were empty because that's, they're that's not allowed the, to have visitors. That's the point. <laughs> that's the point. They're doing that on purpose, yeah. idiot. I went to the store and there wasn't a person within six feet of me. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, I just want to freaking kill all these wow. freaking idiots. Well, speaking of having incomplete information, oh. we had a recent episode, uh, I believe it was 249, we just we had news all over the place. We had hot takes. We had boom, 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 and and then you know it takes a little while to get these edited and 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 we release them. We spread out the release dates a little bit. So by the time it came out, it, we, we 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 called it. Just just tell the truth. We we let HBO know that we were coming for right. them, <laughs> and we gave them we gave them a week or so to get their act together. So, yeah, I know no one comes here for up-to-the-date information, but this one was especially egregious. Um, it We posted it the day uh, the day Elliot Page released his news as coming out as transgender. So we misgendered the most famous trans person in America. Um, Killing it. Crushing it. We had all kind of movie news that were like, oh, I think this is happening. It had, it had no information. Um, and immediately after we recorded, they, they, the rumors were coming out about, we talked about the villain in Black Panther 2 and who that could possibly be. Right. It looks like, uh, it's a Mexican actor and it looks like the character is going to be White Tiger, uh, famously a Latino character. Probably better known today, there's a female White Tiger in a lot of the cartoons and the, mm -hmm. the kid-friendly stuff, but the original, you know, Bronze Age version was, was a man. So that looks like he'll be the villain. And what I read, the villain was supposed to be Namor, introducing him into the Marvel Universe first as a bad guy. But whoever the bad guy is in this one's going to basically have to kill Black Panther. And you can't have Namor do that and then go on to be a hero later. So uh, the chances are high we're looking at White Tiger. And the, the other thing, we, we talked for quite a long time about how... how much of a mess HBO Max was in, right. and it was it was really struggling and really had to do something big. 
Right. I, I that believe, was good quality stuff. Right. So, but I believe the day we posted it is when that news broke, or maybe the day after. So we were close on that. One. So we were just anticipating this monster news that just dropped that Warner Brothers' entire film slate in 2021, all 17 of their movies, are hitting HBO Max for 31 days, same day, same date as theaters. Pretty, Pretty big, big stuff, yeah. That big enough for you, kapow. Uh, I said they got to do something. They had only increased their subscription service from thirty-five to thirty-nine million by going to by making this Max channel, but they were sure bleeding money, spending money. So this ought to do it. You pretty much have to have it now, or you have to uh, go all those accounts everybody's sharing with their families. You have to go. Easy, girl. Don't change your password. <laughs> Leave everything the same. I need it. Because we all got to have it. We're going to watch these movies when they come out. That's for sure. So what's the deal? They're going to be on for a month. They're going to release them into... Um... Then it will go probably... Then it will, like, it will have spent a month in theaters, and then shortly thereafter it will probably go to... Uh, where you can rent it on, you know, Amazon or places like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's basically view. just. Oh my gosh! What is, what is this? The face of the industry. He playing, can't hear us. Playing his own tunes here. Yeah. <laughs> One of these kids is not like the other. One of these kids is doing his own thing. <laughs> Didn't we have a whole plan worked out for tonight and a schedule and a timeline yeah well you never know anyway so then basically also it, it creates a sense of urgency where where if you just put these movies right on there everybody it might lose some of its specialness but if you're like i don't have a month to watch it you know it feels like you got access to something psychological yeah, so like wonder we're talking about wonder woman it'll be 31 days it's on it's online and the article I read said sources, sources, mysterious sources, sources, said all these decisions were kept very close to the vest, and they didn't even share them with film exhibitors or movie theater partners. They it's basically just a unilateral decision. And if you if you're not with us, that whatever you know, we got the movies. If you want them, you're gonna have to play by our ball game. Right. So apparently the the Wonder Woman was kind of the test case for all this, and they split up ticket sales with the theater owners in a lot bigger margin than normal. So they're giving them a bigger cut to kind of make up for the loss. But as far as this news, there hasn't been any kind of comment from them on if that's going to stick with all these future turns. Uh, I saw shares of AMC drop 16% the minute that news came out. And the spokesman from them said they will aggressively pursue economic terms that preserve our business. So these theater chains and small small theaters are just scrambling to, you know, they didn't know this before we did. So hmm. they're, they're trying to figure this out, too. You know, they'll still get the movies if they're able to be open. But, you know, how do you compete with watching it in your living room? You know, you, you might want to watch Dune on the big screen, but you know, not everything's going to be a, a necessary trip to the theater. True. Yeah, it's gonna be a big deal. What are these movies? Other so so we're gonna get Dune. Yeah, we got seventeen movies coming up. Wonder well, Wonder Woman will be eighteen in December. So in all twenty twenty one, The Matrix Four is coming out in December of twenty twenty one. So we've already you know twelve months from now we've already decided that. So Matrix Four, Dune, The Suicide Squad, Space Jam: Colon A New Legacy. Godzilla vs. Kong, Tom and Jerry, Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. I said as a question for some reason. <laughs> uh, the Conjuring, colon, The Devil Made Me Do It. And those were kind of the biggest you know, kind of franchise names I saw that needed no explanation. Uh, some other ones, Malignant is a James Wan horror film, the guy who made Saw. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark is the Sopranos prequel, yeah, prequel. which kind of belongs on HBO, seems like. Yeah. 
Um, and let me give you a spoiler alert. This is the year of John Bernthal, okay? Hmm. John Bernthal is in most of these movies, including The Sopranos. Okay. Does he sing John Denver? I hope so. That was a couple of years ago. It was John Denver year. <laughs> uh, King Richard, Will Smith, and John Bernthal. It's a story of Venus and Serena Williams' father, Richard Williams, who was their tennis coach. Uh, Cry Macho. Does anyone know what that one is? Nope. That is a one-time rodeo star takes a job to bring a man's young son home and away from his alcoholic mom, finding redemption through teaching the boy what it means to be a good man. Directed by and starring Clint Eastwood. Oh, so, gosh. Is he ever he's going to be somebody's dad? Somebody teaching him? He's a one-time rodeo star, so he's like a washed-up cowboy. Oh, my gosh. But he's still a tough, still a tough feller, and he still knows what America is all about. He's going to teach us what it is. And skeleton says, get <laughs> off my lawn. Uh, based on a novel, so that's a book adaptation. Um, the Little Things, Denzel Washington oh. and Jared Leto. Oh, I thought there for a second after you gave us that last one, I thought maybe we should start guessing them. Oh, okay. Little things. This is about. It's a live adaptation of the Littles cartoon, starring Denzel, and Denzel Washington <laughs> as Papa Little. Uh, they are two cops tracking down a serial killer. Uh, you may not want to guess this one: Judas and the Black Messiah. Ah, uh, that is uh, the prequel to Black Santa. <laughs> I don't know. I don't so know. it is not part of the uh, Twelve Apostle film. Yeah. Universe. Yeah. No. All right. That one is the story of Fred Hampton, the chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his fateful betrayal by an FBI informant, starring hmm. Daniel Kaluuya. And Lakeith Stanfield. All right, so the last three coming to HBO from Warner Brothers, I picked out as the three of our. These are going to be the, our three most anticipated movies. All right. All right. So I'm calling Cliff, In the Heights, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, okay. I I saw this on the list. I thought that's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. All right. I knew you'd be down for that one. All right, me. Those who wish me dead. Okay, this is from Taylor Sheridan. Oh, that's our guy. Some good movies, but I think Yellowstone has rubbed off Yellowdale. on him. He is up in his game, all right? Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, and John Bernthal. A oh, teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him. And a forest fire threatening to consume them all. Whoa. So it's not just twin assassins. It's also a forest fire. I assume there's probably bears. There's probably buffalo. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be nuts. Hmm. I'm real excited about that one. Yes, that sounds good. All right. So, Seth, I'm calling your movie of the year Reminiscence. Never heard of it. I'm listening. A scientist discovers a way to relive your past and uses the technology to search for his long-lost love. Starring Rebecca Ferguson, Hugh Jackman, Tandy Newton, and Cliff Curtis, directed by Lisa Joy, the co-creator of Westworld. I'm I'm very interested. I haven't heard anything about that. Hmm. Time travely romance. Time travely Rebecca Ferguson, I'm in. (laughs) So there's something for all of us. Hope there's something for you. In the coming year. I hope 2021 <laughs> is getting off to a better start. Yes. It has cool. to. So, and Cliff had some kind of weird rumor about Disney Plus and Hulu. Gonna, with yeah. their powers combined. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have sent that. It was just kind of a last minute thing. I was scrolling around on Facebook. And it's a pretty reputable site um, in the in the Disney park circle. Um, but I'd seen where, uh, it was a post from WD, WDWNT, 
um, had put out an article about uh, they were hearing rumors of Hulu merging with Disney Plus, which Hulu is basically owned by Disney at this point. Um, everybody else that, you know, it was like a three-way partnership and then everybody else is kind of more or less sold off to Disney or agreed to in the future. So we were just kind of wondering what that would be like. Um, I, I've heard from some other places, people have speculated that Disney Plus kind of runs off the same engine as Hulu does anyways. And I think, what, what do we say? Disney Plus has about 75 million subscribers. Yep. Hulu has around 36 million subscribers right now. And um, I'm not sure how, you know, the pay scale when people have uh, prepaid for one service or the other. I'm not sure how all of that would work, but I do know that Disney has made their main focus here lately on their streaming service because the parks being that's the situation they're in with COVID and reduced capacity or completely closed. Um, the only thing that was really making money for them were, was streaming. So I just thought it was interesting. I'm not sure where it's going to go, if it's really going to happen soon or down the line, but it kind of makes sense to me. Well, that just said to me, like all of a sudden Netflix is in last place. Like Netflix used to be the game and now it's kind of like, yeah, they're, they're quickly becoming uh, the least important service to have. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's crazy. But they'll they'll do something too. They keep buying things and making deals with directors and I was wondering if some you know, some of these uh studios are gonna be like buying their own theaters and things and Yeah, I wondered about that too. Um <coughs> if that was, you know, existing theaters that we already have um if that was going to be a thing if you know the the smaller more independent chains will be sold off into these mega corporations and they're gonna gut them and turn them into disney gift shops right <laughs> well i think it you know like in like movie you know for all we know in a year Everything's fine. You never know. And we're back in the movie theaters. They're just doing this for this next year experiment. Maybe everything works out and they can go back. The movie industry was failing anyway, though. Theaters were fa were not doing well, but maybe it'll revitalize people to go back or not. Yeah. But or more likely that they'll just have like less theaters and a lot of them are going to have to realize they need to step it up get us to go there make it a more special experience like Alamo draft house where, mm -hmm. you know, you go there and there's like strict, you don't talk and you can drink beer and you, you know, and it's just like a, it's an experience to go there and they take them, you know, you put your phones away. This is a, you're coming here to watch a movie and, you know, it's an event when you go there instead of this. And they have festivals and guests and right. lectures and right. you know, special mm -hmm. stuff. It's not just, Here's what's coming out this Friday. Here's what you're gonna watch. Right. So, I, hopefully that kind of stuff. I, I, Nick was was saying he's like I, I'm he wants every theater to be like the one in Athens. We like that uh, Athena Cinema. Just mm -hmm. in, you know, a little indie theater that's really nice. And and I'm like, hey, we all I know is we need. I really hope there are still theaters, and I hope that. Yeah, even I, if they're even if they're a boutique, I hope they uh, survive in some way. It'd be, it'd be like going to the roller rink, but they'll still be there. <laughs> yeah, still I definitely don't want them to go away. And, and you know, hopefully, um, this is just a a big experiment, a good time to do all this new stuff and try new things. Um, and some of it may work, and some of it may not. But hopefully in in a few months or, or next year or whatever, um, everything's back to normal and we can, you know, we can take what we liked out of it and, and you know, just move on. 
Besides, uh, people like going to the movies and like uh, not everybody. It's just taken for granted, you know, that we can watch at home. We're all happy to watch at home, but not everybody really yeah. has like a, this fantastic home theater. We have bigger TVs than we used to. Pretty much everybody does, but it's it's not like taking no. grabbing the kids and going to the theater, getting, you know, chomping your popcorn and just getting out of the house and watching having it blasted at you, you know, 50 foot screens with, and big speakers. That's a totally different thing than pretty much whatever most people have going on at home. So I think it'll survive in some respect, but I'm also happy to have this going on next year. I guess my worry was if, you know, this is kind of a desperation measure, you know, they, they didn't spend all that money on Dune to stream it. But, like, if they start thinking, hey, this is really working and we're making an awful lot more profit, I kind of compare it to Netflix again of, like, you know, Netflix spends a whole lot of money, but it's it's not all on the screen. They're, they're like, you know, they're not – are you going to make those giant blockbusters or is it just, well, that's good enough. It's just we're, – we're just putting it out on, on streaming. So are we going to get those kind of event tentpole movies – because you can't mm. make your money back as you know, you can get a lot of subscribers, but you know, having having all those ticket sales opening weekend is what it's it's all about, at least you know, for for the moment. Well, I I'm confused. Which were you worried about, the big blockbusters or the indie movies? Well, I'm Is saying they it? made all these blockbusters thinking you know we're going to make a billion dollars in the theaters, right? And so they're streaming them, and they're just kind of making the best of a bad situation. You know, this is not their preferred method, but if yeah. If it kicks off and they get a whole lot of subscribers and they make a lot of money that way, they're like, wow, we can do this. It's same thing going on in the comic industry. Can we? How many corners can we cut and still be super profitable? So if they can say, well, we've already got all these subscribers. We just have to pump out a few movies. It's like no one's going to the theater anymore, so we don't need to make this giant Avengers-type movie. We'll just make these little fun, you know, Netflix-type movies. So I, yeah, I don't know if that's going to fly. We can tell the difference. <laughs> I'm interested so, to see what happens. Are we gonna? Are we were gonna talk about something, but Michael hasn't watched it. He's here early. He's out of here. I don't know what that means. He's leaving. <laughs> he didn't want to hear it. Okay, let's talk some Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. So the le- the last two episodes, <laughs> chapter thirteen and chapter fourteen, pretty much uh, took it to a new level. I think. Yes, we had we uh... We, uh, we we have reached peak Filoni. Yes, Filoni is doing it oh, again. Yeah, I forgot about last week. We haven't talked about the Filoni the episode. Wow, that was that was hot news there. Yeah, so Dave Filoni himself directed Chapter 13, The Jedi. Jedi. Ahsoka. Right off the bat, we, I mean, I, I thought I thought this was going to be the episode that they finally got to her. But I did not expect like, first shot is her. Yeah, so she is Filoni's character, right? It was mm-hmm. in his series she was introduced. He, it's kind of like Clone her, Wars, yeah, Clone Wars. So she is he is very associated with her, correct? He is associated yeah. with her, yeah. That's the <coughs> title of the episode. Oh, so, um, yeah, Rosa- Rosaria Dawson was awesome, and it mm-hmm. it looked they she came off as a complete badass in that for opening scene. You know, it was it was great. Yeah, we stepped out of the western and went into a samurai movie. It's like, total we, Kurosawa, we just, yeah, just total like, left turn, like that burned down forest. Her disappearing, you know, the lights turning yeah. the sabers off and disappearing in the shadow, like just such, such yeah. cool visual. Yes, and, and I love which I know, that's really that, he was really stepping it up. That's I don't remember Filoni's previous episode being like that cinematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really. I thought it was a nice cool. tribute um, as Dave Filoni was somebody that worked with George Lucas on the Clone Wars and Ahsoka, I, to my understanding, Ahsoka was um, was 
a character not just from him, but from Lucas himself. And I thought it was a nice little nod there to to do it that way, to have that <clears throat> that samurai episode. Um, just because, you know, everybody knows that that George, you know, his, his big influences were things he watched as, as a kid. The, the, the Flash Gordon serials and, and the Kurosawa movies and, and how he combined them all. So I thought it was a neat thing to throw in, throw it in and, and do it that way. Like, what would he say about those <laughs> shows? <laughs> sing, the, sing the Flash Gordon theme song as George Lee. <laughs> They're all good. They're all good. (laughs) So, Uh, a great episode. A lot of action. A little different flavor with it. We we got Ahsoka. And, uh, you know, immediately they used her to give us that backstory of the child. And I wasn't expecting to get a name, but we got a name. What a name. Like, I was not expecting a name like that. Yeah. Rogu. Like, that is the that is so far from a name. Now, I play D&D and things like that, and there are name generators that if you just like, okay, I need a name for a character, and you just go, I need this species, and it'll have, like, a bunch of names that go with that. Like, that felt like how they came up with this. Like, they went, Dink, Grogu. Okay, that's mm-hmm. your name. Like it's not cutesy at all. No. It doesn't feel very Star Warsy. Like it doesn't feel like a a takeoff of anything else. I yeah. Doesn't it just start seems, with a Y. Yes, just seems way out of left field, and that I guess that's fine. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate it. It just I was not expecting that. It was very not. It in the first moment it wasn't cute. Now it's you know it's growing on you as you get. It's mm-hmm. growing on you, but I. Uh, uh, <clears throat> he was raised in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, mm-hmm. hidden between the start of Clone Wars and the Empire's Rise to Power. So he's kind of explaining why why wouldn't we ever see him in any other movies if he's fifty years old? So he's been hidden away with who? Who was? Yeah, we don't who know. Had that. him? Yaddle? Oh, let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we 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 just don't know. We don't know at this point. Um, right. So, yeah. So they've just opened up so many doors in the last couple episodes for 27 different series, all re- revolving around <laughs> uh, Yoda's yeah. and Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's there's so many ways they can go. I hope, I, I wonder if it's going to be like too much for people, but. Yeah, there's a lot uh, well, of stuff that they've. Yeah, and yeah. Was this the backdoor pilot for an Ahsoka show? Was this like right? This the Mork and we Mindy need to episode? discuss how this works because in the timeline it can get pretty freaking confusing. Because mm-hmm. this, because originally this, they're not coming out and saying when this is t- exactly because nobody has made them do it yet. There has not been a point where they say, "Okay, this is exactly this year or this moment," because. They're like, we're, until they find a problem, then they'll zero in on it. But it was supposed to be seven years after A New Hope, which would put it like three years after Return. So we're somewhere in there. And I, I'd always heard last year, I'd always heard five years after Jedi. Okay, well, I don't think it's that long. But again, they're mm-hmm. letting us yeah. have this whole area here to float around in until they have to do something. But... If you go back to the other series, mm-hmm. you know, Ahsoka, what, where is Ahsoka's story? You know, she, she, and, and we've got Thrawn, we get Thrawn in that episode yeah. mentioned. Yeah. So we know Thrawn is back. That right. is after Ezra disappeared mm-hmm. with Thrawn. Yeah. So Thrawn has come back from that. Right. But it's before she has went to go look for Ezra. Am I understanding that right? Um, because she has not, she, she, cause it's right after Jedi that 
you know, at some point after Jedi that she is going to get with Sabine and go say, let's go look for him. Right. And I think that's after what we just saw, like that could be the Ahsoka series. as She goes and gets Mm -hmm. Sabine at maybe the end of the season or something Mm -hmm. and goes to look for Ezra. Yeah. I'd seen some other folks put that kind of put it together that way too on the internet. And I think that's a that's a popular um, theory going around right now. That's how, and, I just and went I back and looked, like I looked up the end of Rebels today yeah. and the end of Clone Wars and was trying to figure it out. And that's the only thing that makes any sense to me. But it could, it's it's to people that haven't watched those. It's I, it's funny though. I'll talk to these girls at work that watch it, and they and what works is that they can do all that, have all that stuff for us to chew on, and it doesn't bother any of the of the mandalorian mm-hmm. it works for people that don't know it yeah i i mean i was aware of the character i'd seen her on a lot of merchandise i knew she was uh, trained by anakin like but that's about it but you know in the first five minutes i learned basically she's a cool very powerful jedi who like luke's trajectory like things didn't work out just like he planned so right. and that's fine that's a great character so i'm already interested in her story even not knowing the threads that are mm-hmm. left hanging. So I, yeah. I think they introduce her very, very well. The only criticism I really saw about it that, you know, a lot of people before the episode aired had, had had a problem that they didn't use Ashley Eckstein um, and cast her the same way, but who cares? I don't care about that. Um, it's not, yeah, I saw, I saw some criticism it. about her, her head tails and, and not being long enough and i'm like guys who cares <laughs> yeah none of that none of that matters to me uh like i don't uh, have any i mean ashley Exxon was was fine voicing yeah. that character but i don't have any emotional attachment that i think that we can't move on i thought she did a great <clears throat> job um i thought her action sequences were were you know plenty good enough like i thought they were cool um, her fight with the the magistrate lady on on um, on that uh, on that planet with the the Beskar spear. Right. Um, that never remind, that... ever reminded me so much of uh, which it it does because Tarantino did the same kind of stuff. But it just reminded me of Kill Bill, yeah. Volume One, the, out in the, the back, the pond and the cherry tree. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But that actress is Diana Lee Inosanto. It was the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. Oh. And she is known as Sensei to the Stars. So she has trained a lot of actors in martial arts. So she got her own starring role for it. Yeah. And she's cool. done a lot of stunt work to herself, I think. But That's yeah, cool. I thought that was pretty cool in showing um, you know, the uh, how the the Beskar spear reacted. Um, yeah. That, that it could take it could the take lightsaber. a lightsaber hit, yeah. yeah. So that's obviously foreshadowing into a dark saber and uh, and Mando fight um, with the spear. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Also had Michael Bean as a uh, kind of scruffy, He's amoral a, bounty hunter type. Yeah, mercenary. Johnny Ringo. <laughs> it was the straight. He was the guy, the showdown guy from Tombstone. That's exactly mm-hmm. why they did it. it was amazing. You're Huckleberry, I am. <laughs> so we had uh, we learned that Grogu. We're still going to call him Baby Yoda at times, or the child, or whatever. So whatever, give it, give that to us at least. The child, his attachment to Mando has made him vulnerable to fear. Mm. So he has a connection that Jedi aren't supposed to have already. So that's why Ahsoka won't train him. But of course, sends him on Excuses. another mission. Yeah, every episode's a new mission. It's like, the princess is not in this castle, but go to the next one. Right. I'm sure mm. it'll be there. So. Also, so we have to... Re- him off somewhere else. We have to remember, too, Ahsoka's not really a Jedi Knight. She left the Jedi Order in in, um, in Clone Wars. Um, even, you know, she's a Force user. She has the, the, the pure lightsabers, the white blades... Um, because of that, but she's not actually a Jedi. 
Man, Disney's going to double up their sales on his lightsabers when the parks reopen. Well, she can't be a Jedi because that, uh, because freaking Yoda told Luke he was going to be the only Jedi or whatever. So they have to find some reason why she's not a Jedi. Right, right. Um, anyway, great episode. The only other thing is I I don't know much about Grand Admiral Thrawn and why that was such a big deal. It's okay. A, you're going to find a, out. A huge post, you know, extended universe story is heir to the Empire. And he was played a major role in that. And people want to see that played out in some way. So that is the Timothy Zahn novel from 1991. Trilogy. The Thrawn Trilogy. Mm-hmm. So that's that expanded universe. Like when there, you know, early '90s, there was Star Wars was not at the forefront of pop culture, and that's where these were the novels and comics that kind of kept it alive. Yeah. That, those with the dark years, I think. The dark times. The dark times, yes. So yeah. he's he, but he 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 was back. He was in Rebels and some other incarnations, right? They've they've reintroduced him into the continuity. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so when Disney, um, to wrap it up, when Disney bought. Lucasfilm, the one of the first things they did with Star Wars was they took all the EU expanded universe content and just threw it out the window. It was too convoluted that Lucas had let, you know, during those years, too many stories. I, I would say they threw it conflicted. in the closet. Okay, yeah. they threw it in the closet, <laughs> and and then as they slowly built up with things like clone wars and rebels and stuff like that what they did was they pulled the good stuff back out of the closet and put it back on the table to play with right so so that's awesome that's what that's what i want them i want them to do that so you still get the stuff for familiarity get some pieces of the good stories without all the garbage Mm -hmm. so i think it's a great idea well Jordan's got a comic here, Thrawn, signed by Timothy Zahn. Yep, there it is. Wow. Uh, guest at the Classic Plastics Toy Expo one year, so. Yeah. Uh, yes. He was at Gen Con a couple years in a row. Nobody went over to his table. I don't think <laughs> nobody was in a in that Star Wars mood. They were there for board games. <laughs> yeah, I had the comic, so I got signed. He's like, hey, do you want a picture? I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't really know who you are so don't bother getting up it's not worth my my, my fandom is not worth you uh getting uncomfortable so then uh yeah then we had to uh just today uh as we record on friday we got the the latest chapter 14 the tragedy oh see i didn't want to see that when i saw that it's like that means something bad's gonna happen that's <laughs> no a doubt. sad thing yes directed by robert rodriguez mm-hmm. i didn't know what was happening we could tell like it was freaking the action was was good like it was pretty uh yeah it was on point um so yeah so after ahsoka tells uh at the end of chapter 13 she tells uh the mandalorian to take grogu to the planet tython Um, also known as Southern California, uh, to take him and put him on top of this Jedi temple on a mountain and, uh, he will reach out through the force and hopefully another Jedi will detect him, will see him and come to train him. Yeah. I love that he sat on the rock and like (laughs) zenned out and did a little baby yoga Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did that. Who's uh, who's he reaching out to? Who's coming? Well, speculation. I, speculation is it's Ezra. No, no, no. I think it is. I mean, who else? Ezra. Is that then that spoils the whole. It can't that, the be whole thing. It can't be Obi Wan. He's gone. He's long gone. Luke. I don't think it's Mace. Luke. Mace. That's what people are saying. Yeah. Samuel Jackson looks the same. They've been trying Nick to get him body. back for since uh, but, since they killed him off. I know. I'm just saying, Luke is out there. Could totally be a possibility. Would that? Yeah. Would that be some kind of redemption to give the fans 
who didn't like grumpy old Luke to give them Luke in his prime, mm-hmm. you know, stud Jedi that we've never really seen since the eighties. I'd like to see the gymnastics of the story to make him do this and ne- never come up in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't think it's Ezra because I feel like they have to pursue that storyline of Ahsoka and Sabine going and all that. And, and they can't do that if he just shows up there. If that's the, if that's the timeline, she could already be back is what you're saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is she could already be back. He's back. Um, and you know, a half Jedi himself. He, okay. Well, it's, it's a possibility. It's, well, they're talking about Ahsoka, the rumors going around, and, and I realize they're all rumors, but this Ahsoka Tano show, if it manifests, you know, the, there's already talk about, you know, Sabine going to that show. Basically, the whole crew of the Rebels, um, having Hera and Chopper and Ezra and, and going off and doing that, um, just, uh-huh. and, which kind of makes sense in a way. I would watch it. Yeah, I would watch it. Um, but with Filoni, you know... Everybody would have to thing, go back and watch... People would have to go back and watch Rebels. Yeah, they would. Because yeah, there's so much backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, so d- after we got Ahsoka last episode, were you expecting, boom, right out of the gate, we're getting Boba Fett, very next one? No. Uh just, I wasn't. Just, slave one just drives by. I'm like, hey, Boba Fett's here, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and I, like, and the first thing I thought was, how did he get when? What? How did he get slave one? You know, it was just parked on we, Tatooine all those years. Because we talked about that, like you know, Mando is he's globe hopping, run, and you know, Boba's stuck in the desert. We're like, how's he ever going to catch up with him? I was like, well, we didn't worry about that. The thing I had a problem with, I thought it was. Now immediately, I, I I had placed him out of mind for when I turned this episode on, but as soon as he went flying by, I was like, <gasps> "Oh yeah, you know, awesome. imme- like oh my god!" I and thought then, it might be like a misdirect for a minute. Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, we're not playing this. This is episode mm-hmm. six of eight, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're getting too close to the end. Just bring on <laughs> it's Boba Fett, Fett maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then but then i was like wh- and the whole thing where he's like i'm here for my armor i'm like you had slave one you could have taken that and just blasted the holy shit out of those jawas and taken your armor why didn't he have, why point. didn't he go get the armor himself what do we what do you have to wait till this guy to go get timothy <laughs> oliphant to give yeah. up his armor yeah i, I just i uh there's a little uh, yeah and then <laughs> we got uh Fen, what's her name? Fen, Fennec? Fennec Shand. So she's back. She's good. She's a better actor than, what's her face? Marshall of the Republic and uh, Navarro mm. or whatever. Uh, she can stay there. Hey, she's a Disney legend, all right? So That's Lin-Manuel right. So Lin-Manuel is welcome in any show. Yeah, exactly. I prefer her. She can act when, somewhere. Her and she, her, her robo ad. shooting at those stormtroopers. Yeah, what the heck? She's got cyber belly. And she, yeah. And but she, when she goes like flying backwards, and as she's shooting them, and then into a roll, I was like, "Oh, that's some Agent May stuff right there." Oh yeah. The and he's fighting with a one of them gaffy sticks that the Tuscan Raiders use, and he's whipping the heck. Out. I mean, it's the most violent <laughs> use of that. Like that's where the Robert Rodriguez was coming through. Like this, yeah. all of a sudden, this is a very serious weapon. That's like crushing stormtroopers yeah that proved like yeah it's not just a stick it, it, in the right hands it is definitely lethal yeah yeah um, and the stormtrooper armor is pathetic yeah. yeah he just shatters it yeah so and they oh when they whipped out the freaking e-web blaster straight i mean i had the figures with the freaking e-web gun you put it there and it has the hose mm-hmm. connected to the black box and they've got the black box and everything who knows what any <laughs> how any of that works or if it's all just gibberish but they had the whole toy set out there and the sand trooper guy with a pad on his yeah. shoulder and everything just amazing so good and at the end the little gun that shoots the like the stun gun like mm-hmm. the hit leia in the original with the little whatever that's yeah. called 
And um, she also used it in, um, she used that stun setting in uh, The Last Jedi, too, on Poe. So, yeah. But yeah, I thought, I, I mean, it was kind of, I laughed a little bit when it came out in the armor. I was like, first I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But then it was like Boba well, Belly out the there. Because you've seen the figures, figures with yeah. like the skirt thing. <laughs> and he's got the skirt on, you know. I've always been like, what is the, because they'll have those other Boba Fett figures and have like a skirt thing on it. And where they make it like a samurai looking type mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. he was like wearing that. That was cool. Yeah, and then we finally got to see after all these years, the the knee gun. He shoots him with the yeah. knee gun, <laughs> which I was like, "That's amazing! That's that's one of those little details that has always from going back to eighty three or eighty. That was part of the suit that they well, never the, used. Uh, wasn't he like? Why is he so mad at the Empire? Like he was with the Empire. He was just like working for him. He didn't have a side. He was like, now all of a sudden he's just like, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of reasons. Maybe though he'll talk about it or whatever. But there's plenty of reasons for him to not like them because they were they all looked like his dad and you know and he <laughs> yeah and, you know I kind of wondered about that too, especially like he was like the Empire's back and I was like, dude, you've been fighting stormtroopers for the last half hour. Like, what do you mean the Empire's <laughs> back? <laughs> You just yeah. we just watch you beat the <laughs> bejesus out of them with a gas. I recognize that ship. <laughs> like really? Because I don't. But I know what a stormtrooper looks like. Right. You can't get anything by that guy. <laughs> it's like good lord. So uh, yeah, I, I also know. wonder what the guy. What was the stormtrooper planning to do with the boulder rolling straight at him? <laughs> Shoot it. I'm like thinking it. it was asteroids or something. Turn the e web <laughs> box up. Crank it up too late, Squish. That, that, was was a... part of, that was part of their training at some point. They're like, what if a big boulder's coming at me and I've got an e web gun? Do the closer I it gets, get out the better of the chance way you're going to just it. keep shooting it? <laughs> you will hit it eventually if it's coming so, right at you. But it had a little Indiana Jones, uh, had a little indie oh, yeah. moment there yeah. too that. That was pretty cool. The I was a little bothered that, okay, he flies Baby Yoda up there, sets him down, he goes full yogurt, and then he goes down, they have their little standoff, he puts the jetpack down, and then has to do that whole fight, no jetpack, they're running up the side of the hill. Yeah, why didn't he grab the jetpack? Better yet, it has already been established this season that he has a remote control on that thing. (laughs) And we watched an episode where he could control it with do, 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 yeah. and get it. So, or fly it up there. And he's just like, nope, they forgot they can do that. I yeah. Don't know what that yeah. That was, that was definitely Chekhov's jetpack at the, the opening scene. Make you better take that off. It's like, I wonder if that's going to come into play. Him not having a jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we got the dark troopers or whatever come down. Ah, first off, first they blast the razor crest into oblivion. Oh, man. And I looked at Nick. I was like, I just told Nick a million dollars that little knob is still there. hundred uh, percent. And he was like, and he no more than looked at me and he's picking up a little freaking knob out of the ground. Well, when they shot the razor crest and blew it all to hell, I immediately, I could, it was like I was using the force and I could hear a million fanboys cry out that had just, pre-ordered that thing that on Lego. the Hasbro they just, they just got their Lego set. <laughs> now the Razor Crest. I mean, you can't repair that. Well, I thought, like, oh, no, now we have to go flying Boba Fett's ship. Yeah. It's like, it's like that's a, that's an upgrade, flying around in the more famous ship. So, yeah, get get them in that ship and get get a move on. We want both. We want everything. But yeah, I thought he kind of... I, I like the character. I like the scars. I like the outfit. I like Ming-Na Wen's outfit too. I thought that looked really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it it was like he's become this weird like desert poet. Uh, Boba Fett was not the most like eloquent guy, but fate sometimes steps in to rescue the wretched. I'm like, whoa, this guy's <laughs> this guy's like, man, he's, he's a sage. Ones. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. And they tried to say, okay, so he's a Saying he was a fa- his Django was a foundling, mm-hmm. and which he was never like. Uh, what we knew, he was never like 
Mandalorian, you know, he, 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 and it, I mean, you have to assume, okay, he was a family and then supposedly they had the civil war, which that's when, uh, that civil war was sparked the whole Obi-Wan and Satine well, romance. I think there were actually many civil wars. There was a whole line of them where they were just constantly fighting for power. But there is a mention in the which clone... could be a whole series, right? Which could be a whole series, and then and you could get Daniel Logan, little mm-hmm. little little Boba, little Boba mm-hmm. is grown up and looks like he could play the part. I mean, yeah. he's got he looks the part. Yeah, it, get him to play young Django. <laughs> I'm watching. Well. There was a mention by some somebody on Mandalore and Clone I, we've Wars. We've come up with like six spinoffs. Like Disney, yeah, just, just yeah. green light, green light, just green do light. it all. <laughs> We're just boo, boo, boo. <laughs> We're gonna get you to a hundred million subscribers, Disney. And we haven't even mentioned the Obi Wan is like starting filming already. So they, they've that in Boston. Already, in Boston, already going. It's gonna be is that wicked the Jedi cool. you're looking for. So, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so. Um, going back to Boba, he, you know, he pulls up on his wrist. His, Hawk, his... Hawk the Razorcrest and Scarlet Yacht. <laughs> when he pulls Sorry, up his, his, his... I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. It's Cliff. chain code. I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute my mic. <laughs> you can keep doing it. Though. We'll see your mouth moving. Somebody I, I saw on the internet, somebody had already um, decoded it. Uh, with Arabesh and uh, what it actually said. And it was basically saying that uh, Django was a foundling and um, um, he was the father of Boba Fett. It was now his armor was basically what it said. Yeah, It yeah, was kind of yeah. jumbled up. But, Which, um, you know, he could have pulled up that Word document while they were pointing guns at each other. Like, why did we, why did we wait <laughs> till the end when everything was fine? But Yeah. So yeah, they, that they, that's a little bit of retconning on um, the whole Django. Is was he an actual Mandalorian thing? But, but he could have been. They it sounds it to me like yeah he he may have started out that way, but he didn't really care about it right. anymore. You know, by the time it got to the prequels, Django, whatever. I got this cool armor. Yeah. Now I'm gonna sell my pretty face all over the place. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <clears throat> So how do you guys? Oh, I don't know. How do you? But oh, they got to look for. Uh, they got to look for uh, Bill Burr. That's the key to this whole yeah. thing. We're gonna blow the top Mayfell. off this thing. If we can find B- Bill Burr. We can He's find. He's in anything. Boston with everyone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Back around. I'm glad you unmuted. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's all gonna tie together. But so they got to find Scotland him. Yard. I said Scotland Yard instead of Harvard Yard. Yeah. 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 We let you go. <laughs> I, I'll go back and mute myself. How you like them apples? Um. Then, so they need Bill Burr so they can bust it. They'll get the team together to bust into the ship, right? And then we get on the ship. Uh, we may we get a little bit of maybe what Ahsoka is talking about that. Um, Grogu's got a little fear and anger going on here, and he's just slamming stormtroopers around. He's taking that out on those troopers. Yeah. So. And look at his itty-bitty little handcuffs. Look, look at that cute adorable. little guy. Little freaking... <laughs> looks like, like a little potato sack. What are they going to do when he gets a little rest? I think he could get out of them little cuff things. And, uh, yeah, they didn't look very tight. He's they got the he whips out the dark saber and yeah. just to remind everybody he's got this sucker. Yeah. I wasn't super awed by the dark troopers after the kind of the build up to them. I don't know. They didn't. They didn't look too overwhelming. They're very like advanced K two S O, bigger. You know, they have that base look. Only they're like bigger and more advanced. Mm. I'm. I'm. I'm curious. I think they they purposefully did not show us how dangerous they were. What, what they, they could, could do. do. Mm-hmm. That'll be in this the big finish here. But I'm, yeah. I imagine we're going to see what these suckers can do. And I, I have a feeling they're going to come off on top the first time because we have not seen them get to do anything yet. So they're going to be super badass when they do. And they're going to kill off Gina Carano immediately. I hope. <laughs> Just blast her. Come into town. That explained the badge she got 
that it was a New Republic badge because the episode that Carl Weathers was directing, he didn't get the point across. It was a, just like I was very confused by the badge. She was already Marshall. Now she's the guy leaves a badge. Or was that something people were like, was that something from Alderaan? Or right, whatever? right. Yeah. Anyway, so now we just know he was like making it official. You know, you're a, you're a Marshall. New Republic. Yeah. So my, my question is real quick. How do you has this changed the way you feel about the sequel trilogy a little bit? In what way? Well, I mean, in a way that what could have been, you mean? Yeah. Like how good it could have been? Like <laughs> does this feel better than than the sequel trilogy? Like I like the it, sequel trilogy, but it feels it feels better than seven and nine mm. i still i still love the last yeah. jedi me too me too that's still See if they just you, like some alternate reality where they just trusted dave filoni from the start right yeah. instead right. of bringing in the fans uh, the fans would have yeah, been freaking yeah. they the fans love dave filoni mm-hmm. they, you know that he was going to make them happy and mass audiences happy they just didn't trust him yet they went with the "quote unquote" safer bet, right? Of uh, what's his name? See, yeah, I can totally see what you're getting at there, Cliff. That woulda, coulda, shoulda. Could we make you know somebody make them disappear? You know, <laughs> do it all over. Would not have been great, but they're you there. Should start they're a petition. Going. Yeah, we should. That's all we work. should. We need the felony cut. Yeah, but, I, don't, I don't know. I I. I liked him well enough. I thought it was, you know, I but just, yes. I just wonder a little bit, like if, you know, with the Obi-Wan and if we get the Boba Fett and the Ahsoka show, like, are we going to run into that timeline pretty quickly? Like, are we going to be able to contain it into the small little time frame, or you could go years and years. It's yeah. like they're going to go back. They're gonna jump. They're gonna have to jump around in all these years. I I know what you're saying. I it does suck, but who knows? In the timeline that he got to do what he wanted to do, we may not have got any of this. That's like true. If he if he would have been if Poloni would have had, mm-hmm. because I remember my position was I'm a Skywalker saga guy, and then I don't know if I care enough about the other stuff beyond that. And now I feel totally different. Yeah, because I got we finished the Skywalker saga, and then Dave Filoni got to focus on everything else, and now I'm like digging it because yeah. he got to make me love the other Star Wars stuff again. Right, and, yeah. and dang I'm, it, dang it, Cliff, you yeah, you got me thinking of like at that point I was like, this is as good as I can hope for Star Wars after all the the prequel trilogy. And like stuff I was not that interested in. The sequels were good enough for me. It's like, mm. well, that's that's what a Star Wars movie is. And yeah, you're right. We're getting we're getting you know the best of the best of Star Wars storytelling on the small screen. And it's like, wow, yeah. What what if they had put this effort in another billion dollar movie <laughs> franchise? Yeah. So thanks, pal. <laughs> yeah, thanks for nothing. And now we feel like you know we we know there's a limit. There's only so far they can go with this. Where otherwise, sky's the limit. You know, this yeah. could have, we could have had the Thrawn trilogy as the right. And, and like I said, I'm okay with what we got, and I do love the Last Jedi. Hmm. I still think it's a beautiful movie, but just you know, everything just seems uh, the Mandalorian show at this point in time thus far just feels so. Take me back to you know to 1983 and it's just that experience like it just feels the so grass was green and the yes. girls were pretty exactly <laughs> take me down to the paradise city <laughs> we did it that's hey we I didn't got. mention the butterfly the butterfly oh the little i thought he was gonna eat it for sure <laughs> that would have made sense <laughs> there that's... is a series of cartoons Reading Rainbow? Star Wars rollout shorts. Okay. Where all the bodies are like round and stuff. I 
I don't pretend to have known about this before today, but I was reading about it because, and who knows if this was even what was intended, but there was some, it's, there was stuff like Ben Solo and the bug hunters. And there's multiple chapters of that. It was like Ben Solo letting all these butterflies free and chasing some blue butterfly and all this. And whether that was any kind of callback to the blue butterfly. I did see a comment or two about that and I did not know what they were talking about. Yeah. So I might go back and look at that and see what that's all about. But yeah, it just seemed like it was, it felt like it was called back to something or it could be as simple as Yoda's changing you know, mm-hmm. you know, baby Grogu's growing up. He's metamorphosizing or whatever. You know, I don't know, but I don't know. Filoni, good stuff. There was a lot packed into a half-hour episode. A lot of storytelling there, and um, we didn't even mention, you know, in the last few episodes. Uh, speaking of animals, Filoni has done that in the past with the Loth cats. And and the space the space whale thingies, um, there's the diff- an owl in the one. There's an owl that's always been associated with like that Mortis, um, storyline and the, the Lothcats with rebels and Ezra and the space whales and all that. So he does use animals sometimes sometimes as a like a a little connection with a with certain characters. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we got two episodes left, right? Two. I got to imagine it's a two-parter um, finale. And then right after that... Uh, WandaVision. Well, so what dates would those be? We got... Today was the 4th, so of the 11th, and then the 18th, and then the week after that on Christmas Day, I believe will be the ne- second season of disney gallery the mandalorian season two okay okay yep and, and which we really liked the first season it was great and and if i as quickly as they actually finished filming this mandalorian season two was done very early in the pandemic mm-hmm. they were finished and i would have to believe that they filmed all that gallery stuff at the same time right probably right after that and so I imagine it will look very similar to the first one is what I'm saying. They're not going to be a, they're probably all still sitting around the table, whoever, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, yeah. it will look probably the same type thing, but that was, that was a good show. So I'm definitely interested to see how they did a lot of stuff this season. Absolutely. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. We right. pretty much expect some sort of jailbreak type thing coming up. More Bubba belly. Yeah. <laughs> all right so hope you enjoyed that did you catch some detail we didn't did we blow your mind with some detail you maybe didn't see let us know if you are loving this show as much as we are we're available out there on all the social medias and stuff and we hope you're having a nice holiday season nice life day and we will be back soon we've got a bracket coming up you guys Next episode, we're going we're gonna to start a bracket, and everybody loves those, so stick around. All right, see you then. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. South goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free. 
so please continue to like, comment, and share. Oh, Alright, now the last three are movies for us. Ding dong, who's at the door? It's <laughs> Mr. McFeely with our mail. <laughs> Mr. East has popped in and out of this chat. <laughs> yeah, for those of the audio version, he, he's yeah, working so, on some stuff, I think. Yeah, just bear with us. Once he, he when he gets in the owl's in. nest, it immediately right. starts broadcasting to whatever podcast is recording. <laughs> All right, so the last three I thought would fit this podcast pretty well. He won't speak. He's asking if he's muted, but he won't say anything. He, he's, not, he's not muted. Oh, he can't hear us. Oh, well, then maybe we're muted. <laughs> Are we muted? We wouldn't he be have, able to hear each other. Does he have headphones? Oh, hold on. Well, yeah, did tell him to no, put his he headphones in. See if, see if that magic happens. This is episode 250, right? <laughs> that we're recording right here. This is this is, <laughs> this is classic Kapow. Boom. Uh, okay, what's he's the out damn of here. chat. Back to we're, the news. We're going to be talking about Star Wars, which he hasn't seen. Why is yeah. he in a hurry? I don't know. Okay. Back and to and cut and seamless edit and 